You are listening to Chin FM here on 106.9. That was the National Indigenous News Review, one of many of our terrific syndicated shows here on Student Powered Radio. Myself and Kim are back in the studio for another day of lecturer interviews. Today, or this morning rather, we are lucky enough to be joined by Lily Paquette, who specialises in writing studies, rhetoric and literary criticism with a particular interest in contemporary forms of authorship. Her current research focuses on digital literatures and interdisciplinary climate changes, rhetorics, and she is the unit coordinator for RIT 102, Storytelling and genre writing. Uh, Lily, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for inviting me. Ah, no, <laughs> our pleasure. Good morning to you. So I guess uh, the first question is going to be for students who, you know, might be doing this particular unit either this trimester or next trimester as a first year. What exactly does this uh, unit entail? What exactly do you teach here at UNE? Uh, so in writing, um, the big first year unit that you mentioned, 102, is a creative writing unit where students get to learn all of the techniques that they need to know to write well, creatively. Awesome. Um, But we also, in the writing department, do academic writing. So you spoke to Sophia, my colleague, yesterday. And she's taking the big first-year academic writing unit, um, RIT 101. And, And we also teach a lot of professional writing because what happens in Australia is a lot of creative writers don't earn a lot of money from their creative writing, which is really unfortunate. So it's good to have a bit of a rounded out degree where you've got some professional writing experience. Um, So this trimester, I'm actually teaching a 300 level unit on the publishing industry, which is a really fun one, actually. Um, So we teach a lot of that sort of thing as well. Is is that um, 300 level unit like a second year, third year sort of unit? Yeah, so second or third year and master's students can also take it at 500 level. Oh, wow. So you mentioned just before, obviously, the uh, RIT 101 uh, unit, which we and we were lucky enough to speak to uh, Sophia Waters uh, yesterday. She had a wonderful conversation with us. Is there much of, I guess, a... a, uh, a connection between RIT 101 and RIT 102? Do you sort of, is there a bit of overlap in terms of what students would learn? Um, they're both writing skills, but in different contexts. Yeah. So that's, I guess, the way that they would cross over the most is the writing for different audiences. Yeah, no, fair so enough. So an academic audience versus a creative okay. audience. Yeah. And am I correct in saying they're both core level units, uh, core units? Uh, RIT 102 isn't a core unit. Okay. But if you want to take further creative writing studies, you often have to do it first. No, of course, I can understand that. So I guess uh, the next question we'll move into is what is the best thing about your job? Um, So the best thing about my job, I love my job. Good. (laughs) The best thing is that (laughs) I I get to come in every day and I get paid to research and write and publish and teach the things that really excite me. (laughs) And I also work with this really lovely, intelligent team of women who I really enjoy seeing every day as well. so that would be the best thing about my job. Uh, did you also ask the worst? Or uh, that was going to be the next, next question. question so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming up. <laughs> That's a really hard one. Um, so the worst thing about my job is uh, when I prepare a lecture and then I show up and maybe one or two on-campus students show up. Oh. <laughs> so it's a bit like being stood up. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Especially because it's such a small group sometimes of the on-campus students. So I know exactly who's missing and I think, oh. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can just passive aggressive email. So why were you not in attendance at this previous lecture? Yes. Um, so what is something that you're passionate about at the moment? Like maybe your research or something in general? Um, so... Uh, Yes, there's my research, but I'll go somewhere else instead. Um, I'm really passionate about swing dancing and Lindy Hop. Um, so I've been doing that for 
maybe six or seven years. Wow. I think uh, that's probably the most unique answer we've had so far. <laughs> I had to think about it a lot and I thought, what's, what won't people know <laughs> if they look at my startup page? Um, so I, I used to live in Sydney and we learnt, um, my husband and I learnt with the Sydney Swing Cats. I, you should definitely look them up. They're very good. Um, and also in Newcastle we did a lot, but there's not a lot in Armadale, which is no. really sad. Yeah. So I think I need to start some kind of community here. <laughs> Sweet. Well, <laughs> we've got to start a new club. I was going to say, we've already got, yeah, in town we've got the Armadale Bridge Club. We've got all sorts of clubs for you and Swing dancing is probably yep. not one that's been catered to as of yet. No, maybe I need to start that. <laughs> I'll put it on my list. <laughs> so um, just moving back to uh, RIT 102 for a second, what is, do you, can you think of something that everybody tends to think about what you teach that is completely inaccurate, that's just completely completely wrong? Um, so a lot of people think, uh, especially with creative writing, that uh, it's just a talent and you can't learn something about it, I would say. Um, but in RIT 102, we actually teach you specific details. So, you know, how to write a description well, and you look at examples and you have a go at it and you're marked, obviously, um, how to write exposition, all of those things that you may not realise, the technical details. Um, and people do get a lot better as well over the course of a trimester when they actually learn those things and try them out and experiment a bit. So I think actually there's a little bit more than talent that goes on. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. It's the, I guess that would be rather reassuring for people that are, <laughs> maybe have a little bit of a creative mind but haven't yet been able to, I guess, channel that into something more concrete and more substantial. Yeah. Is, yeah. Excuse me, that it is something that can be picked up and learned with practice and perseverance. Yes. Like yeah. any other, I guess, creative outlet, really. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, so what's one thing that your students in your units can do to get a better grade? Uh, so uh, a lot of students, surprisingly to me, don't actually read their feedback <laughs> on their assignments, I find. And uh, I think that's a really important thing, especially in writing, because we give a lot of feedback on the really precise details of what you can do personally to fix up your writing. Yeah. So it's a good idea to read it and not be defensive when you read it, but to think of it as constructive feedback because to we want to improve. Yeah, we want everyone to get HDs in the end in a perfect world. So we're giving you the things that you can do to get to that point. Um, so another thing is that some students get really defensive and think, no, my writing is perfect as it is. And you don't understand me. <laughs> I hate those <laughs> But, and, and it's, it's like, it's such a personal thing when you're writing something creative. So I can understand that, yeah, that I feeling. Yeah, I can see that as well. So. Um, so it's a good idea to step back and come back to it a bit later <laughs> yeah. if you feel like that and think constructively like, okay, next time I'm going to work on this thing or this thing. And yes, yeah, just work on it over time, I guess. I guess I'm just building on the back of that. Um, what would you say, I guess, to students or even just people in general, not necessarily students who have, you know, been writing creatively for quite some time and, you know, have created something, whether it be a, a novel or any sort of uh, a poem, any sort of creative uh, piece? That I, I know there's a lot of people out there, and I think a lot of students would relate to this feeling of being too afraid to share it with anyone for, you know, for fear of the response that they're going to get, for fear that it would yeah. be torn apart. Do you yeah. think that um do you think that, that I guess natural fear should stop people from producing or sharing what they have written with other people? No, I think um you'll be a better writer if you share it with other people and it's scary for everyone. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it's even scary for me at this point in my career to share my writing with someone else. It's that never really goes away. But um, you know, when you're in the right space, people are actually trying to help you. They're not trying to 
tear you down. So you just need to bite the bullet and, <laughs> and share your writing exactly. and yeah. see what readers think about it because that's where you want your writing to go, hopefully, if you want it published, is there will be readers yeah. and there will be reviews. So you need to get feedback. You can only get better with feedback and criticism after yes. Constructive <laughs> criticism. Yes. I should tack that very important <laughs> word on there. Yeah. Um, so what's one thing you wish you knew before starting university? Um, so when I first started university, um, this is a slightly embarrassing story, but They're the I best ones. <laughs> I'd done really well all through high school. And then the first essay I wrote at university, um, I failed. <laughs> and it was this real shock and this kind of spiral of depression <laughs> and <laughs> loss of confidence. Um, but I think the thing I didn't know was that the university essay is really different to the high school <laughs> essay. For sure. Yeah. And that, you know, people expect you to have all this creative uh, or critical thinking skills and and things that you haven't really necessarily done at high school. And you're not really um, guided to the answer as easily. Sometimes you even have to come up with your own question. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. so it's really difficult. So that's why Route 101 is a really good unit. Ah, there we <laughs> See, go. Because, um, <laughs> just plug another, yeah. just plug a completely just different plug. unit. <laughs> because, um, well, I didn't have, there was no writing department at the university where I did my undergrad and no um, units like that. And I actually think I would have found that really helpful. So. Well, um, what university was that, if you don't mind me asking? Newcastle University. I see. Is there one there now? I'm not sure. No, no, because, yeah, just out of curiosity, because um, that's, I guess, the university that I was closest to when I grew up, so it's, that's actually quite surprising that there mm. wasn't ever a, a unit like that because it seems like yeah. there probably should be. So yeah. <laughs> just put that in there. Um, given that, obviously, we just you know we just asked you about what you wish you knew when you were starting out at university, on, I guess, a related question, is there anything you can think of specifically that you, I guess, weren't the best at when you first started as a uni student? Um, so besides essay writing, <laughs> besides essay writing, uh, my time management skills were pretty shoddy. I know that feeling. <laughs> um, seems to be I, a theme here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it, maybe it's youth. <laughs> I also um, because I did a double degree, um, so I did arts, but I also did a bachelor of music wow. in performance and. Um, so a lot of orchestra performances were at night time and then we'd all go out afterwards and stay out really late <laughs> quite often and um, after rehearsals as well and then, you know, sleep in really late. Um, but I actually am a morning person, <laughs> I found <laughs> as I've gotten older wow. and I do all my most constructive sort of writing and everything in the morning. Yeah. So okay. I really missed out on <laughs> quite a few years of doing that. Um so that's something I didn't even really quite figure out till I was doing my PhD because I started treating it like a job where yeah. it was a nine to five yeah. thing that I would work on my PhD and I got into a good habit then. <laughs> I was going to say we had a question, one of our uh, lighthearted questions later on was going to be what is your favourite time of day? But I think we've just, I think we've just <laughs> covered that, that one. one. Very, yes. much a, very much a morning person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, my favourite time of day is when I sit down in the morning with my first cup of coffee. <laughs> nice. That's understandable. And my toddler's still in bed. <laughs> Even better. Yes. Um, so would you have any dream research locations? Yes. Uh, this one was a very easy one for me to answer. It's Hogwarts. Aye, okay. Oh, That's awesome. Okay. Do, uh, what, do you have a house? Have you done the house test yet? Uh, yes, I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay. Mm. Cool. 
I am okay. That's that fair. seems obvious because I'm no, an yeah. academic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, that fits a stereotype of um, academics. Yeah, pretty much going into the smart house. <laughs> um, just uh, a, just going back to how you said you did your PhD. Um, for students that maybe want to learn a bit more about you behind the academic gown, what exactly was your PhD in, and I guess what drew you to that area of research? Um, so before, um, when I was sort of thinking about what I'd do my PhD on. I was reading a lot of crime fiction um, by women, so I thought I wanted to write something on that. And I did notice that a lot of the books I read, the women had actually worked in the jobs they were writing about, so they were ex-police detectives and um, criminal lawyers and um, also some forensic crime scene specialists. And then they'd go and they'd write crime fiction books that were quite closely based on their real experiences, which I found really interesting because... You would expect, well, wouldn't you want to go and write, I don't know, a fantasy book or something completely different? Something from your job. (laughs) So um, that's what I did my PhD on, is looking at at, um, a group of these authors and just asking sort of why they decided to write um, crime fiction based on their real experiences with like characters really closely based on them as well and were they trying to say something about the justice system and the way it runs... Um, and a lot of them write about women's issues in the justice system as well. So I, I took a feminist angle to it. Mm, that's a fascinating. pretty interesting. Yeah, it sounds like a fascinating <laughs> dissertation to read. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just slightly. Um, I guess for any students that, again, want to learn a little bit more about the area of creative writing, you know, from obviously someone like you who does have a fairly extensive background in it. Do you have any sort of academic or professional social media presence that people can follow you on? Um, not really. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Might be surprising. I have a Facebook, but you can't follow me on it. It's no, very private. Yeah, of course. <laughs> personal, not professional. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really a social media person. You can always come and knock on my door. <laughs> I am That's here good. on campus For people in the so arts building. <laughs> very much approachable, I take it? Yes, and you can also pick up the phone and call my office number. Not a lot of people do that, but you can. It's all there on my staff page. Okay, there you go. Again, another little reminder for any first years starting out that lecturers and unit coordinators are indeed approachable. You can always yes. ask them questions. Don't be afraid of contacting them because I know a lot of people are when they first start out. Mm. I was very much guilty of that one myself. Oh, I think everyone was. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree with you there. Um, I guess now we're going to move into some more lighthearted questions just to end the interview on a high and I guess give people a bit more of an insight into who you are as a person. Again, sort of pulling back the curtain between scary (laughs) academic coordinator and just another human interest in creative writing. Do you have a favourite song at the present time? Uh, I really like The Chats. I don't know if you know that band. Um, I like their song Pub Feed. Speaks (laughs) to me. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of people would like a pub feed. (laughs) Um, And it's hard to just pick one song, so I'm going to pick a second one as well. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Just because my favourite band of all time is Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, nice. Um, I would say No One Knows by Queens of the Stone Age would be my other. Nice. That's a very good one. <laughs> yes. It reminds me of high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had a chance to go to Mars, would you? Uh, so, no, Mars holds zero interest for me. Fair enough. <laughs> um, especially after seeing things like The Martian. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, you know, it doesn't look like the greatest place <laughs> to be. Um, no colonization yet. No. Um, <laughs> All that difficulty growing potatoes and 
I mean, I would just prefer to maybe go for a holiday to Barcelona. Sounds I, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot dis- I cannot uh, fault you on that one at all. So um, I guess uh, one more, a few more. What do you personally nerd out on? Um, at the moment... Swing dancing aside. Swing dancing aside, <laughs> yes. Uh, quite a few things. But um, one thing at the moment is board games. Um, Ooh. So it was the kind of person that said that. Oh, really? Okay, any particular, yeah. any board game in particular? Oh, I love Eldritch Horror. Um, mm-hmm. It's my favourite game at the moment. It's kind of like a cooperative game. Um, so all the players are playing together against the game board. Ah. Which is nice as well because you win together or lose together. I was going to say, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's competitive, but it's not the sort of competitive where you want to attack your players yeah, after no. they beat you. So, um, I, well, there's specific reasons for that. Because I had a um, New Year's resolution two New Year's ago that I would play more board games and watch less TV with my husband. So we would spend some time together, some quality time together, doing something we were actually talking. <laughs> and it's uh, we've really enjoyed it. But he's very, very competitive. So we have a lot of <laughs> co-op games. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess it would, it would take the strain off of, yes. of potentially losing. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, is there anything you're listening to at the moment, maybe like an audiobook or a podcast? Um, I have just finished listening to the entire Harry Potter series narrated by Stephen Fry. Oh, on, goodness. Uh, I've never heard of that before, but that is the perfect voice to narrate. Yeah. Oh, his voices are amazing, and he does all the high-pitched female voices oh. really well, too, and the, oh. the different accents from all over England. Oh, nice. So he I was does a say, really nice job. Stephen Fry is an English treasure. That makes yes. wonderful. <laughs> and I actually have lined up, because we just, just finished on our last long car trip, so we've got lined up next Stephen Fry narrating Sherlock Holmes. So wow, that, should be cool. that will be fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit. Of, um, sorry, I'm nerding out a little bit of Stephen Fry <laughs> there. Um, well, uh, thank you so much for coming in. We um, really appreciate you conversing with us, and it's nice for first year students or students that are, you know, maybe yet to study Writ One or Two to get a little bit more of an insight into what goes on behind, I guess, the teaching side of things. So again, thank you, uh, Kim and I, as well as all of us here at Tune, appreciate it. And you are listening to Tune FM at the present time. We're going to play you out with Pub Feed by The Chats, followed by No One Knows by Queen of the Stone Age. You are listening to (laughs) Tune FM on 106.9, UNE Student Powered Radio. We'll be back in a little while.